Welcome. You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you could join us. Welcome. We're here today with Dr. Janelle Davison of Brilliant Eyes Vision Center in Smyrna, Georgia. Dr. Davison has recently brought a uh, new employee onto her uh, onto her team, and that's her husband, Jimmy Davison. Dr. Davison, tell us a little bit about how how this family arrangement came to be. <laughs> well, thanks for having me today. I'm so excited to talk to you about um, bringing on your spouse. Well, um, my spouse, Jimmy, um, we've been married. We're going to celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary this this month, or no, June 3rd, I take that back. Um, but he's always been involved in the practice more behind the scenes. From day one, when we initiated the practice, he was minority owner. Um, I feel like if you're if you're married and you're going to take this big endeavor that could be a big financial strain on the family, that all should be on board. <laughs> if the ship sinks, then we're all sinking together. Mm-hmm. And so he's been involved from day one, um, more of the behind the scenes, HR role, payroll, um, making sure the bills are getting paid on time. There was a time that he would leave his full-time job come to the office at least once a week and do all the bill paying. And then he will have a nice list of things that need to be fixed around the, the office. You know, if something's broken, he helped a lot with the IT. And he did that actively for really the last nine years or so. A um, little background on him. he had He's a mechanical engineer and he transitioned to IT. And he's always wanted to be an entrepreneur, but he said before he married me, he really didn't you know, see an avenue um, that will allow him to gain uh, entrepreneurship and something that he enjoyed. And he really enjoyed being involved with the private practice, um, watching the help of the practice grow. Because he has that engineering background and likes numbers, he's really good at <laughs> going through the books and the numbers and, you know, calculating this and that, how many new patients. I mean, he's just really good about that. So we kind of complement each other very well. Um and it was COVID that pushed him to come into full time. And so I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit how our plans were to get him in mm-hmm. there. But once COVID hit and he was home all last year, it was just kind of the perfect segue into um, really putting in 100% into the practice to help it to help us grow even further. And of course, we know from doing other stories with you in Women in Optometry, that's not the only major change you made during COVID. You also no. moved. <laughs> Moved. Yeah, we moved. So we moved in August. And then part of our plan to get him into the practice was moving, um, scaling down, was helping to reduce a lot of our fixed costs so that we can complement some of those things, you know, because he was leaving corporate America benefits and all those things we had to, to work out, which we've done well. And the target was for him to, to come in full time mid January of 2021. And he did. And so we were right on target pretty much for everything going through 2020 and leading to 2021. Did you talk with other ODs who work with their spouses? I mean, because it's it's one thing to be sort of on this partnership level, we're all in this together. And it's another to to kind of, you know, I need you to do this now (laughs) kind of thing. (laughs) Well, actually it wasn't other ODs. Um, My sister is a dentist, which you may know, and her and her husband practice together. They're both dentists. And at one time they had a private practice and she was practicing somewhere else and they made the leap to go into practice together. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and they've been doing that for the last seven to eight years. And so we had like a round table discussion 
And, you know, my husband's very conservative. Anyone knows engineers, they're very meticulous, very conservative. And so it's like one foot was there, but the other foot wasn't. And so talking to my sister and my brother-in-law, they just kind of helped us just make that big leap and saying, you know, helped us navigate um, figuring out how to get insurance for ourselves, medical insurance, which we were concerned about. Um, just all the little small things that we were concerned about, they actually helped to kind of navigate us through that process. So even though they want optometrists, they're dentists and they're in the private practice space, and they have been doing it successively for the last seven years and raised two kids just like we're doing in that process. So your concerns were more operational um, than, than sort of... Uh procedural how you how you share the day how you share the space what you talk about when you get home um yeah it's definitely it's funny because you know people ask us now even patients like oh how do you like having your husband in the office in reality i'm doing it i'm in a clinic and so Mm -hmm. there's times i may go an hour and a half two hours where i don't even see him because i'm busy in clinic but it definitely helps me to be really focused on the clinic aspect of it, because I know in addition to operations manager on the floor, my husband's there as a general manager. Mm -hmm. And so if there's patient issues or things that were just come awry or happen in the middle of the day, those things don't have to come to me anymore and kind of derail my thought process for focusing on, you know, retinal detachments that are showing up and, you know, these emergency visits, not just really focus on clinic. And in addition, the team feel like they have somebody that they really can rely on as well with IT issues, patient issues. So he structures more as he's a CFO, but he's also the general manager. We do have a daily operational operations manager, but he kind of oversees all of that. That whole optical mm-hmm. buying frames, meeting with reps. I don't have to do any of that stuff anymore. And if I do, I just pop in and say, hey, and he'll say, oh, this is my wife. This is the doctor. And I'm like, hey, he's real. He actually is into fashion, you know, so he picks out stuff better than, than I would with frames. And, and so he does all that stuff. And so I can really just focus on the clinical aspect of it, and I, which is what I think is needed to help me just get to the next level in practicing. That's interesting. Do you feel that you have more confidence about what's going on in the rest of the office with, with him around? Definitely. Um, Definitely. I just, I, it, it always helps. And I told him, you know, I would, I, had, I didn't talk to any optometrists, but I, a lot of optometrists, whether the optometrist was the man or the optometrist was a woman, I noticed that individuals that are very successful, their, their spouse was in the office at some point or some shape, form or fashion or a sibling. And I just felt like in order for, you know, the practitioner to kind of get at that level of peace and not be so distracted throughout the day, you got to really feel like there's somebody out there that's that has your back 100%. And just really feel like I can really just focus on the clinic because I know I have somebody out there that ultimately has the business, the best interest of the business and the patient at heart. Mm-hmm. Um, having both is important. Right, right. Because I think that's the challenge for um, a, a lot of um, entrepreneurs, right? Nobody cares about the business quite as much as you do, but you found mm-hmm. somebody who literally <laughs> shares the, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, shares that that interest at the at the same level as, as you do. So let's let's talk about some of your goals for for the business now that you've had that chance to kind of spend some time. You completed this move with with this this with your goals in mind, and 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 
what's sort of the, the trajectory for you from, from here on? So that's a couple of things. We wanted to kind of like stabilize the optical. Stabilize meaning, you know, managing staff, reducing staff turnover, um, which I think we've really gotten our optical to a great space. Once we've moved, we kind of transitioned more into a boutique. And so that required kind of a difference in frames that we bring in. And we finally feel like we're at the point with the optical where we both can kind of step back away from the optical. On my end, I definitely have been getting out more um, in lecturing and um, mentoring so I can focus on my nonprofit. You know how that as well. My interns will be starting in June in my practice. I've picked up writing articles, um, a couple lectures that I'm going to be doing are coming up. So, so other things that I want to get into in my practice as far as um, the uh, optometry, dry eye space with my colleagues. Mm-hmm. Then you know how the eye spa, so I can focus on that. But our ultimate goal is two things. We are considering expansion. And so we're trying to really get a turnkey solution to the type of setup and office that I have. Um, so we're hoping to expand and we're, we're considering within the next year or two to probably have another location. And then also we have a um, optical solution, a software that we were developing over the last year and a half using it within our office. And that's another thing that allowed us to get to the, the goals that we wanted pretty swiftly because the revenue is important and cash flow and we were able to really stabilize our optical with some things that we put in place. And one is a, a optical solution that we have. And that's another reason he left corporate America so that we can really focus on that um, and see about getting this solution out to other optometrists. Um, Cause it's made a big difference in our practice. We have a few colleague friends who have been in beta tests over the last six months and they've seen a, a big improvement in their overall optical structure for its revenue efficiency and things like that. So that's one of our big, big focuses over the next year and a half. That's awesome. And um, so you just downsized and now you're talking about expanding, but that, but the, the, the distinction yes. here is a, a second location. A, a, you're, your new downsized practice is how far away from where you were before? 5.4 miles. So it pushed me closer to the city. Atlanta is, is, is interesting. So I was, I've always been north of the city. So prior to moving, I was about 20 minutes north of the city. And there were some patients that knew about me, but just didn't want to drive that far north. And so just coming in closer to the city, about 10 minutes has opened up uh, a wider patient base. And then there's other avenues in the Atlanta area that honestly are lacking representation in private practice. So I get patients driving all over Atlanta, which is known as the chocolate city or the black Mecca, but it's not a lot of black optometrists that own private practices. So if patients want a private practice experience, they're driving far in some cases. So I have colleagues, but we're really spread out across Atlanta. And so just trying to close that gap a little bit. Um, I think where I am positioned in Cobb, um, I, I, I do great. And so there are other areas in the city that definitely can benefit from my services. And opening a location would be a turnkey. So I've downsized and my, my, my practice now is very different than the practice I had before. Um, and we've structured it where it's kind of like, you know, when you have certain franchises, you open it up and you have a certain space. This is only big it's going to get. This is a demographic that you have to go in. These are the frames that you need to have. This is what software you need to use. And so that's where we kind of go. So that way it can just be easy, open. Um, So we learned a lot from our previous (laughs) bigger practice, bigger space. Um, We're learning a lot just in retail in general. I'm seeing a lot of other big 
name retail locations that are relocating and downsizing to smaller locations because those larger footprints, those fixed costs that are humongous are not necessarily the best option in all cases. And so we're looking and we have the iSpa. And so we're looking to, to create a, this unique experience in some other areas of the Atlanta area. Did COVID drive that thinking or were you already thinking that way? We were able to get a lot of financial assistance, some of them grants, um, and it just really, really helped to get us to another level. And without that, you know, I think it would have been a harder challenge to get my husband in because, you know, he was he was making a good amount of money. He left corporate America, you know, he worked for, he was running billion dollar projects. And so, of course, it's going to be a, a slight step down. But what we're gaining family-wise, it's just, oh my God, you know. He's helping to get the kids to practices before it was just looking like between he has to come from downtown and I'm here running behind with the patient. It's like, okay, who's going to get our kids? They're stuck somewhere in the middle. And so now we can navigate kids and everything. So just that aspect of loan has just been a blessing. You know, it's, you know, I'm very strategic, meticulous and same with my husband. So I would just, you know, recommend that you know, you definitely set a plan, meaning, you know, if, if the husband is the, the, the breadwinner or has all the, the you know, the benefits, the health insurance, you do have to keep those things in mind and figure out how you're going to navigate that space and the time it's going to take to navigate that space. If it's required that you pay down some debt in order for your husband or spouse to come in because they're probably going to be taking a, a pay cut, that you map those things out. You know, um, we mapped it out. It was funny because my husband's very meticulous and he kept saying, I'm going to leave corporate America. And I was just like, yeah, right. You're never going to leave. Corporate. Yeah, right. And he goes, I am. And I'm like, okay, well prove it to me. So he gave, he did like a presentation, like a PowerPoint presentation. And you know, he's an engineer. So he did a PowerPoint presentation of the steps that he was going to take. And once all these boxes were checked, then he would feel comfortable taking that step. And so that's what we did. He, he wrote down everything as far as, you know, when he was going to look for insurance benefits, if there were some outstanding debt that we wanted to have paid down. I mean, we just went through it. And that's why it took us about six or seven months for us to, for him to feel comfortable. Um, I'm more of the visionaries like, yeah, come on in, we'll figure it out. You know, once we're there, we'll, we'll get going. So he's the one's like, no, these numbers have to make sense. Plan it out. It's totally doable. It'll make a big difference in your confidence level while you're in clinic, but he's in your family dynamic as well. Family and your marriage, surprisingly, because we go to lunch and things like that, that we wouldn't be able to, it would be harder to do if he was working downtown and trying to navigate and coordinate a lunch during the day. Yeah, that's nice. Little perk, right? That makes yeah. a difference though. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah, big difference. Yeah, difference, difference. <laughs> well, it also sounds like, I mean, as he's learning different skills, um, maybe you were too, because, you know, you, you want him to feel comfortable in those areas. I mean, I don't know when mm-hmm. the last time mm-hmm. you were out there edging lenses or, or something. Oh. Like that. <laughs> uh, edging? No, I we got somebody, we got an edger and they came in and trained. And I looked at them and I said, look, I can do a lot of things, but this is one thing I don't even want to put in my head to learn. And so, <laughs> but, but we had, uh, we got an edger over COVID as well. And we had somebody come in and train. Um, and then yes, calculating charges. If I can get out there, I can do it. Um, but it helps to know that I'm not the one that has to do it before he came in. You know, if somebody called off, you know, small solo practice, it's just the doctor could be doing anything that day. Um, at least I know a lot of that doesn't have to happen. Um, and I could just solely focus on patient care. 
that's that's wonderful. So it sounds like, as you said, it's 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 helped your business. It's helped your business trajectory, um, you know, and it's it's helped your family life. The the dynamic sounds like it's uh, a little more manageable having you both uh, overlapping yeah, each that's other. That's the key. A little bit more manageable. You know, private practice is is tough, so it's mm-hmm. a little bit more manageable um, when you have a. a a cheerleader, a team member that is in as deep as you are and wants the same outcome that you want, you know, so that's good. And then when you have team members outside of your spouse or family member that want that too, that's a plus. Yeah. Dr. Davidson, tell me a little bit more about your, your software that you've created. So the software that we've created, the name of it is called Paradigm. Uh, we're hoping to launch probably mid to late um, June. Um, so we're excited about it, but it is a cloud-based application that allows um, the optical retailer to create a good, better, best packaging system. And which makes it mm-hmm. what makes it unique is that this package system takes into account insurances, right? And so we all want to make packages, but we never know how to apply that to all the different insurances that we take. So this software allows you to use the, the major insurance carriers and create a good, better system for your patient. So it takes out all the calculations that you have to do on paper with the calculator. A lot of people are doing it really old school, <laughs> which we used to do. Um, and it allows the office to set metrics. It reduces errors and helps with efficiency. And it takes a lot of that back and forth out that patients do when they're sitting at the, um, the optical station with the optician. Um, so it's a cloud-based solution. Um, awesome. And when you can package things, you have a little bit more control over what is the best for the patient, but at the same time, the best for the practice. And once you really get a handle of that, you'll see a dramatic increase in your revenue. We've increased our revenue between 30 to 40% per patient. So anytime you can increase revenue, then that's why you're able to make power moves. Um, And so, and we call it paradigm because it's a paradigm shift in the thought process, how process, how you work with the patient, you know, it's, you really got to be in tune to putting that paper and pencil down trust in the application and it spits out a quote and it has a quote takes into account the patient's insurance and what their out-of-pocket is and the quote is able to be saved and so what we usually do if a person doesn't purchase that day we're able to save the quote and a lot of times they come back and say hey I, I shopped around but but what's recommended and the package that I'm getting I'm going to go ahead and purchase with you guys and so you can set the quote up where it's good for 14 days 30 days however you want so it's it's been a um as one of my staffs has said, a game changer. When we hire new opticians, a lot of the lead time to train them is extensive. And then to, ins- to feel confident that they're recommending what you want as far as lens options in your office, because every office is not the same. And so when the packages are set up, there's a back end administrative process. So nobody has to think, they just, everything is about the patient. We know that all the back end is taken care of and whatever is calculated is the best option for that patient and the practice. So it's this really awesome system. Mm-hmm. Did Was there any resistance from the opticians when you when you introduced this? Initially, resistance, because you have to think about doing things differently. Mm-hmm. That's why we call it paradigm shift. Right. But once they get seated in the saddle and they realize, oh, this is actually easier mm-hmm. <laughs> than when we first started in our practice about ooh, 2017, 2018, there was. But now it's the standard of play. You know, right. if we hire anybody, we this is how we calculate charges here. We have these are our packages. These are the name of our packages. And usually within 
less than a week, a couple of days, our opticians are like, oh, this is awesome. And they're calculating and getting charges for patients. And so it's really reduced the learning curve and patients have to think about what's recommended and the optician trying to think about well, what lens should I really be picking? Is the doctor going to be mad if I pick this one? So it's just been a really great um, addition to the practice. And like I said, it helped us reach a lot of these goals that we are that, that we have um, obtained over the last year or so. And it also seems like it reinforces your recommendations, right? Because you can say something to a patient in the exam room and hope that that <laughs> gets translated into what, what the patient buys. Exactly. You hit the nail right on the head. It, it definitely reinforces what's best for that specific patient. And then it breaks it down where it's a easy way for the patient to understand what they're paying for. And in addition, it reduces buyer's remorse. Mm-hmm. So when they go home to their spouse and they're like, you know, you did what? How much was this? Well, I got this, I got that, and I needed this and that. Or here's my quote, you know, this is the quote that they gave me. And they can see based on their insurance benefits what's expected of them. So you're right. Patients walk out feeling confident in what they purchase. And it's just been, like I said, an overall shift in the way that we do things. Um, in the beginning, a little bit of resistance, but once we just kind of real, you know, said that this is how we do things here, it's pretty much the way we do things. And we, we've been fine the last, like I said, year and a half to two years. Dr. Davison, I, I want to thank you for sharing these ideas with, uh, the WO listeners. I know that it's it's a topic that comes up a lot. And Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again next time on WO Voices. If you'd like to be part of our podcast series, please contact us. You can email us at wovoicesonline at gmail.com or via our website, womeninoptometry.com, on Facebook at WO Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.